Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Work in Progress podcast. Today, I'm joined by my cousin, Melissa Garcia. She graduated Philadelphia University in 2017 and studied architecture, and now she's at an architecture firm. So this episode is all about pursuing your passion while working a nine-to-five. For Melissa, that's photography, so I'm really excited to do this impromptu episode and let everyone know how to have your side hustle while still working a full-time job. Thanks for coming on, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Cool. So, Melissa, when did you discover that you had this passion for photography? Well, I've always had a point-and-shoot camera, and I would always take photos, try the different filters that they had. And then in 2010, I spent money buying my first DSLR, and in high school, I took a lot of photography classes, photo editing classes, and then I just kept going on with that, taking photos of friends. Then when I went to college, I decided that I would do my major in architecture, and then I would take all the photography classes. So I have a minor in photography. That's awesome. And I know that you mentioned you have like this affinity towards film photography, um, and your school actually had like a studio where you could use was that something like that was like known to everyone or how did you find out about your school's like photography lab and how did you start learning like the film aspect to it well I since I knew I wanted to study photography I looked into the different courses that my school had and I just started off with digital imagery I wanted to know a lot that my professor knew so I would talk to him on occasion after class before class and he would be telling me or showing me his film. And um, behind our classes, there was the film studio. He would say, yeah, you can come in, see how it goes. Um, and then the, the year after that, I took the film class. And then the year after that, I was actually the um, film attendant, I guess you could say. And I would help people when they came in and didn't know how to develop their film or they needed help. How should I expose this? How should I print this? things like that. So I just would always be in the film studio. I'd be helping people. I'd research it, things like that. That's awesome because I know that's like a, well, I mean, some people say it's like a dying art form just because like we all have iPhones in our back pockets and like everything is just so instant now. Um, So let's take it back to like when you were talking about buying a DSLR Uh, I know financing, like we've talked about this before, especially I think when it comes to photography and videography, like I just bought, I bought my DSLR, but that was after like three months of working full time. How are you able to like finance your first camera and how long did you have that camera before you upgraded? So I saved a lot of my birthday money. Um, Well, I was, let's see, how old was I? I was, I think 15 when I bought my camera and I hadn't had a job. So I normally would just save my money. I would always put it in the bank. And then I just bought my first camera. It ran, it wasn't the best quality. And so in like 2010, it was about 600 bucks. And I just paid outright with my cash. And then I've had that camera for eight years. And just recently I upgraded to a different camera and that one was a lot more expensive. But now that I have a job, I kind of, uh, well, I bought it from Best Buy and Best Buy offers credit cards and they offered 12 year financing for zero interest. And I was like, well, 
deal. So um, that's, I've been putting money down on that. And it's a lot of money, but I have allotted it in my finances. And that's the only way I was able to commit myself to buying this camera was, can I afford it? Yeah, I think for like, it's just intimidating, like that price tag. But it's cool that you were able to still find a way to finance it. And going back to like the whole eight year thing, that's pretty incredible. So the camera has been with you and like progressed as you have progressed, I'm assuming. And so to like go on that topic, like I've seen your photography, obviously just growing up with you and it's evolved over time. Um, do you feel like that new upgraded camera, obviously it was cause it's something you could have afforded, but, um, you know, for people who are like you were, where they just bought that initial camera, how do you feel about like, do you feel like you can limit you or do you feel like you really grew with your camera and it really doesn't matter where you start? I would say I, I did, I was frustrated because I would, oh, everyone's on Instagram now. So you see that quality of photos people have now. They're so crisp. They so they're just really good quality. And my camera had 12 point something million megapixels and people's cameras now have twice as many. And so I would just see my photo compared to their photos. And I'd be like, wow, mine's just like, looks kind of sucky, but I don't think it's like the quality because if it's the content of the photo. So even though mine was less resolution, you really can't tell on Instagram but because I wasn't starting a business, I wasn't printing these things out. And if you did print it, it did have like this like blurriness texture to it. And it just gave it a little more character for me. And now that I, it's my new camera is more crisp. I, I kind of, after some point I did kind of forget like, okay, they have more megapixels than me, but how good is their content? Is their content good? Are they, what are they trying to achieve? I don't know. It's different medias too, because film it's very old technology, but those photos are so crisp and it's it's not about the new technology because you can get a film camera and those photos will be very crisp if you know how to focus, but it's your eye. How good is your eye? That's really cool. That's really cool to hear. And for you, like I know you focus on um, portraits, right? Your, your style is portraits. Is that correct? Or if you had to define your style, what would it be? I would say storytelling. Because I do take a lot of portraits now, but I try to stage my portraits so that it's either telling something about the person, about the area, or I'm really into traveling. So I do like nature photography. I do like long exposure, night photography. I do like architecture, architectural photography. And so... I don't really have a style. I'm just more into telling stories and sharing something. Because if you look at old tintypes, which are, it's like a piece of metal that people would print their photos on. And there's only one copy of those. And you look at it now and you're like, wow, who's this person? Look what they're wearing. And I mean, everyone's taking photos nowadays, nowadays, but maybe someone will look at mine and they'll know about our time. They'll know a story, something like that. I, I think that's that's a really cool way to frame it, too, because I think a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people do for, portrait photography, and that's really cool, too, because in, in itself, like, it does tell a story. Like, I feel like most people that do portrait photography are, like, trying to tell the story of the person that they're capturing, 
But if you can take a picture of anything and still be able to capture like a moment, I think that's really like powerful and super cool. And I think storytelling above all has like become so influential, like especially with social media. It's like that's how you stand out is by telling a story rather than just like posting a random picture. Okay, so I guess this episode is really focused in, you know, you now have graduated college. A lot of people on the show uh, that I had previously were still in college and that was kind of cool to get the dynamic of like having a project while still in college. But for you, now you're working nine to five. I'm assuming that limits your time a lot more. Can we talk about that year of transition between college to full-time work? How was that for you? Was it difficult? And how are you able to maintain your hobby like throughout all of that? So I was always taking a photography class. So throughout my last semester of college, I was always doing assignments for that or I was in a photojournalism class, so I always had to make time to get out and take my photos for my assignments. And then I like had to force myself to go out because with architecture, you you really don't have time to leave. You have to always be doing your work. Um, and the way I transitioned through college to work, I kind of was reaching out to different firms. And then someone asked me to come in for an interview. And I had that interview, I think, the day after my graduation. And then I was hired a week and a half after. So I didn't really have time to go out and like, oh, let me just take a break and do some photography. So mostly when I would go do photography and mostly now it's either after work, I meet a client or I just on the weekends, I force my friends to come out with me and go on adventures. Or now I am kind of planning my vacation days. And so I'm I know in like October I'm going to a different country and that's when I'm going to do a lot of my photography. So I kind of work around my schedule because although it is a passion, I still need to make money for it. And in this transition period where I don't have that many clients, I don't really know what path I want to go. Do I want to like solely make money off of this or do I want to work for National Geographic or Architectural Digest? I need I need to have a job and I need to make money. And I do like architecture. And it's just two different sides of me that it's like, well, I like to do this. And and then on the weekends, I'll just do this whole other thing. So that's like what it's been like for you then, like primarily like weekends based. Is that your schedule? Like architecture five days a week and then photography for those two days? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Or yeah. And mostly, I guess, maybe once a month at the moment, I'll have a after work client since the sun is out okay cool and I guess you mentioned like having this um I guess like conflict about the direction you want to take your business um so what kind of clients do you have now and what kind of clients do you hope to have in the future this is kind of where I'm torn I don't really know if I want a business out of it I guess I have to kind of talk to more professional photographers and see how they work so like I am trying to make my business now and right now I have just people who need family portraits or people who my friends know that they need headshots or things like that so that's what I'm doing now but it's I don't really know if that's what I want to do I'm fine taking capturing other people's moments and I think that's interesting because it's I get to be part of their life for that that session but do I want to just always have like, oh, okay, well, now we're going to take a bunch of toddler photos. I don't know if that's what I want to do. So I think I want to be 
kind of like doing more National Geographic things where I go to a country, do travel photography or certain person that I should take be taking photos of and get their story along with it. So I don't know. I don't really know how that business part works yet, but or how I can make money off of that. Obviously, I guess I could sell it to the magazine, but I don't know how I don't really want to do photography solely for money just to become a rich photographer because I was taking photos of people's children, things like that. I got you. It's like, and it's probably even more challenging because it is an art form. Like you don't want to sacrifice like the artistic integrity of it because at the end of the day, it's like it represents you. And so it's totally fair that like you want it to be uh, the subject matter is like something you're passionate about or like you really want to like portray in the best way. Um, so ultimately I know you said you don't know if you want it to be a business or not. What opportunities have you, um, have come from you like starting this whole, I guess, hobby, like passion project and now like sort of like small business as of now. Um, what, what opportunities have come from like investing so much time into learning photography? Well, I, I think the main thing I get back is the people I get to know. I meet a new client and then I'm, I have such a good relationship with them that they offer me to, they offer my services to other people. Or, um, for example, like I'm going to Iceland and I help, I'm going to do this guy's family portrait. And he said, oh, well, my neighbor's daughter lives in Iceland. And so now I have a connect with him and now I have connect with her. Now I have a contact in Iceland when I go there. And it's, it's just really being sociable. And like, I think that's what I'm getting mostly from it is just getting out there and then maybe in the future, I don't know, he becomes famous and then now I can take his photo and he's doing something important with his life and like he's changing the world and I can document that and I know the story and things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Like even just starting this podcast, I've gone to meet people that like I probably wouldn't interact with on a day-to-day basis and it's like so cool because I think once you start something, you have like something to offer people. So even if it's just now like learning how to take pictures for yourself and like you just want to do that eventually eventually like being able to offer that to other people is like a great way to bring value and then like create relationships so obviously this podcast is just starting up and like I'm pretty much down to interview anyone I find interesting (laughs) but eventually um, I'd want it to be seen as like a value proposition where like someone comes on and like hopefully it helps them you know like hopefully some of these listeners like check out your Instagram, which is coming up soon. And, um, and yeah, you get something out of it too. Cause I think that's like the, like one of the most powerful things about starting a project in the first place. Um, so to take it back to like the learning aspect, I know you said you took college courses like every semester of college. Um, and then prior to that, like what was your main method of learning photography and learning those, like how to shoot in manual and just beyond going the automatic route? Read your your camera's manual honestly there's so many buttons on a camera and you don't know what they do and if you actually just read it you'll understand a lot more than you think and also just youtube videos there's a lot of youtubers out there that will just review the camera that you bought and they say well this is how you can set it up this is the way i set it up and you can compare and then practice and I just did a lot of practicing. I would just sit there and see, okay, I take a picture with this, um, with one sixteenth, um, I've stopped and then I move it up to one eighth. What's the difference? And that's how I kind of learned, um, 
the different focal lengths. So like for people that don't know, it's like when you have a, pic- a person in the front and the background's blurry, uh, as opposed to everything in the view is just nice and crisp. That's something a lot of my friends didn't know. And they're like, wow, that's so cool. And like, that's kind of my style now. I really like that because it makes you more focused on like the person. But I had to just practice, investigate, and just try things out. Like I I wasn't scared of like messing up or anything because it was my camera. It was on my time. And I liked doing it. So yeah, that's cool. That's what I don't do with my camera. And that's probably why I don't know <laughs> photography. Um yeah, I think like, I don't know, it's like, so. it feels like a, I don't know, maybe it's just the people I'm around, but photography seems to be like a pretty popular hobby, I think just because like also social media, like everyone wants to know how to take nice pictures. Um, and, you know, I think it's just like, yeah, just like buying a camera and like I know a friend of mine even is like just practicing with her iPhone for now until she like saves up the money to buy a video camera so like learning just like basic settings um on the iPhone and like buying iPhone lenses can be a great way to like pre-transition to a DSLR which can be kind of intimidating because that's kind of like at the phase that I'm at right now I just feel like there's so many buttons and like I'm just scared to like mess up the picture which I guess I shouldn't be because that's ultimately how you learned and it's really encouraging to hear. Um, so let's talk about social media real quick. How do people see your photos and when, um, how do people see your photos now and how did people see your photos before Instagram? Were you like a part of anything, any platforms that helped get the photos out? Um, before, no, I think I've always posted my photos on Instagram, but I would normally put it on my personal page as opposed to I started a business account now for my photography and I can see how far it goes, who sees it and things like that. And what's it called? Um, Mel, M-E-L-G-P underscore photography. And I have some photos on there, but I just I'm very picky about what I put up because I just want it to be really good. I want it to change people's lives. I don't know. <laughs> but before that, I really just, the only way I could expose it was printing the photo and I would show it to my class or I'd post it up at my desk at in my studio and people would be like, wow, that's cool. Or I'd post it on my Facebook so my friends see it and my family sees it. So I, ha- I don't really have like that great of an audience, but it was kind of weird. The other day I, I was getting my eyelash extensions and my um, uh, technician put my photo up and someone commented, oh, I didn't know she was your client. She, I follow her photography. She's amazing. I want her to take a photo of me. And it was pretty cool because that was in a different state. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. No, that's really, really cool. Like, I don't know. That's awesome to hear. And like, I've had like similar kind of instances when I just walk into parties and people will just be like, oh, you're from that LinkedIn video because (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's how it works. Like if you're posting videos on LinkedIn, it's like your network and then your close network sees it. Kind of the same with you. I mean, like someone in your outer network saw it and like then they said it. And yeah, it is it is a weird feeling, but I think it's really cool and kind of exciting. Um, So Instagram, do you so you said you have a business account. 
Um, I know you like said you make everything perfect. Right now, would you say you're investing the time into like learning about all of Instagram's algorithms? Like, do you want to build up your page and like have it be, you know, because that could be a great way to build up revenue is to become like an Instagram photographer and like have a big page and things like that. Have you ever considered going that route or is social media kind of something that you wanted to stray from? I do. I do like the Instagram platform. But, like, I have some problems with it. So, like, the pros are just yesterday I – well, I entered a contest of editing another photographer's photo. And someone else who entered that contest messaged me and they were asking me, like, oh, how do you desaturate yellows like that? And then I told him and I was like, oh, what programs do you use? And so I like that I'm getting in contact with different people. But I think a lot of social media photographers, like, they just produce a lot of content. And they do have their style. So it's like – always the same kind of colors filters and all that and I I don't do that with mine so I just it takes me a while to see like what I like and I don't think I don't post as much as people would like and I I just don't have the time and I just I don't know I don't really I don't love other like social media photographers like I don't know I don't know what to say like they're really good photographers but they just post the same content and it's it's like the same picture over and over again and I don't know I don't want to become that I want to become something different yeah that totally makes sense and I feel like um for them it's probably like a time thing too and like you're putting more time into like having different photos every time so it makes sense that you would like not post as much um and that's cool to hear like it's interesting to hear your perspective as a photographer because I feel like Instagram has become like such a big platform for photographers for like obvious reasons but I feel like like Instagram pages specifically like I know this guy that runs one it's called IG visions and just like even those like repostings and stuff like that reposting of other popular Mm -hmm. photographers those have just like blown up and I keep seeing different ones whether it's like travel or portraits and I don't know. I think it's a really exciting opportunity because I know if you get reposted on one of those, it's like a pretty big opportunity, right? Yeah, maybe. Because mostly when I do look at those photos, like I follow a bunch of photography accounts. But once I see the photo, I like it. And I guess if I really like it, then I do go to the photographer's page. But a lot of the times when the way I get my posts put out, there is a lot of hashtags. And that's how you get people from different countries to look at your stuff and different cities and things like that but I think the name of the game now is like someone's posts like someone will come like my like five of my posts on my Instagram and then they don't follow or they'll follow you but then they unfollow you just so that they can get the follow back and it's just I don't think it's very genuine yeah you gotta be super careful like with the way you're growing your social media because a lot of days now or a lot of accounts nowadays are like bots so they can just like have certain um hashtags like that the bot will go and like or like it'll follow you and then it'll unfollow you in a certain amount of time so yeah it's like definitely been a challenge to grow on social media and i mentioned this on a previous podcast that i was on with a guest that's coming up soon brandon marquez and just talking about how like it also comes to a certain point where like Instagram is just so saturated I feel like like there's just so many people on it right now um hopefully there's another platform that comes out where like artists can showcase their talents um because it's a great platform and like you still can grow on it 
but you have a lot of competition. So always keeping an eye out for like that next thing I think is always really beneficial. So kind of the last question I wanted to touch on, which is kind of going out of order, but you know, we're still going to keep it like this. You mentioned like having clients Uh, as of now, like what is your primary source of getting clients? Honestly, my mom, (laughs) Um, she works in an office and um, I did a baby shower shoot for one of her friends and they had a baby shower at work and everyone saw my photos and they're like, wow, Nora, that's your daughter. And so a lot of them have been asking my mom, oh, does she have business card? Which mistakenly, I don't have business cards yet. I'm just, I really want to make something cool, but uh, yeah, I don't have money. So (laughs) um, yeah, mostly my mom. And then a lot of my friends that I still have on Facebook or have followed on Instagram on my personal account. Um, I always tag or mention my photography count stuff on my personal account and from the blue, I haven't talked to them in six years. They'll be like, oh, hey, how much are your prices? Can we do a shoot with me and my boyfriend? Things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, too, like, photography is just such a good, like, side hustle because there's, like, so many opportunities because, like, every season there's a big event. Like, right now we're in summer, so, like, all the summer weddings are coming, like, wedding photography and then, like, I don't know, back to school. Like, I don't know, maybe parents want to take pictures of their kids for that time. Um, and then graduation that you also have in the spring. So, I mean, I can't speak for Melissa, but maybe some advice to everyone else out there would be like, use those holidays as like your bread and butter, like try and make as much money as you can in the wedding season or the graduation season so that you can like book trips like Melissa's doing and like do your travel photography on the side. Cause like, that's kind of like the best of both worlds. You're like still working and gaining experience. And although it might not be what you want to be known for, like, ultimately, that gives you enough funds to, like, it's, like, almost a side hustle for a side hustle, so you have the money to invest in, like, doing the real photography you want. So, Melissa, this episode was really cool. We're doing the first one in person in my cousin's room right now, Um, but, you know, that's how it is. I've been knowing Melissa all my life, and I did not know, like, her journey of being a photographer, so this was really cool for me. I'd love for you to, like, plug your instagram one more time for anyone to check out and yeah just let anyone know i don't know if you have a website or not but yeah let the people know yeah no website yet but my instagram is m-e-l-g-p underscore photography hit that follow button and let me know what you think uh as always guys please subscribe and review if you can it's a big help um i'm really trying to speed up the work in progress um outputs for these episodes so i'm going to be trying to post at least twice a week um looking at monday and friday for now and yeah i have a lot of cool content coming up which i will be releasing soon but for now let me know if you like these short form episodes i mean this one was 30 minutes long so it's not that short but um yeah let me know if you prefer this long form or the short form thank you goodbye Hardened by no pressure overload Rigid from another human devourer